Going to sleep late, just being irresponsible. Uh, watching, rude. watching Insecure, and having discussions about it um, late at night that just set everything off. <laughs> we did keep you up last night or Sunday. Sorry about that. It's okay. Definitely Absolutely. a good time talking about it. That I I love that. I I live for that. Yes. Yes. Um, I guess I should invite all of our listeners, so especially to those who follow us on Instagram at the Inbetweeners Podcast, um, what I've been doing is having Zoom watching parties for Insecure. If you're interested, please feel free to um, send the Insecure, not Insecure, the Inbetweeners Podcast a DM or um, Natalie or I a DM, honestly, asking for the link for the Zoom, not for nothing else. Let's be clear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kid, but I mean, look, I always extend the love. It's, it's a lot of fun having everybody's like perspectives on what's going on. The latest episode of Insecure, we kind of got to see Issa and Molly continue to have issues with their friendship. Like, they need to talk for real. Mm-hmm. But, something that I really appreciated about the episode, um, were the family moments that we got to see yeah. um, kind of develop and come through. And I thought that was really sweet because um, I feel like last episode we talked a lot about, like, development of Black identity. And this episode let us see some Black families that we don't really see on TV often. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is something that's a little uncommon nowadays because – um, a lot of the focus, even in Insecure, is about friendship and finding family with friends. You know what I mean? Right. And um, it was kind of cool to see the dynamic between Issa and her brother. And, you know, they have a typical, well, I don't have siblings, so I don't know what that's like in real life. <laughs> but a typical, like, you know, loving sibling type of relationship. So I really, that really struck a chord with me. And I really liked that. The aspect of this episode hopefully my brother doesn't listen to this episode but like because <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to like gas him up unintentionally but there have been many moments in my life where i'm like "Ooh, i don't have nobody else to talk to like what will i do and it's just like i don't think he knew that he was being that voice of reason for me but just having lost sure, i don't know if i could be an only sibling like mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, there's benefits and merits to each, but I love my brother so much. That's so beautiful. You know, I'm going to cry about it. (laughs) Um, And it was so nice to see the different, like, type of closeness that you can have and the way that intimacy is, like, so different than you 
might have with friends for the good and the bad. Like, you know, so it was nice to see the diversity for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I know that another thing that we talked about beyond the family dynamic, there was uh, talk about the relationship between Condola and Lawrence. That was a big deal. It kind of came to a head. Um, so what were your thoughts about that, Ryan? She says it like she knows that. <laughs> this man into oblivion. Everybody needs to know, first and foremost, I do not like Lawrence. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am not Lawrence Hive. I'm Team Issa all the way, all the way through. And I was happy for him to get checked. I just feel like <sighs> Lawrence walks with this sense of entitlement. Mm. Ever since he got up the couch and decided to get him a job, he's like, I deserve it all. And <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad Condola was like, boy, you a side piece. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that brought me so much satisfaction. And while I understand that, you know, Issa cheated, and I'm not in no way, like, under my, the seriousness of that situation, I feel like Issa wouldn't have had no reason to cheat if Lawrence was a bum. So it all. <laughs> oh, my God. So it always goes back to Lawrence. And. It, now he gets to eat his humble pie, and I live for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I I actually was very excited about this part of the episode because now it's forcing him to kind of confront something that he's been ignoring since they broke up. Because um, he went from situation to situation. Um, not even, you can't even really claim it as situation ships. Because he was just being a little thotty. And he hasn't been able to really like delve into his feelings and confront his feelings about the situation and really, I don't know, move on. He hasn't moved on, truly. Um, And I think that it's a good time for them to be able to confront that within his character and then see it where it goes in terms of how it'll play out between his relationship with Issa. I cannot wait. I hope they use him as a model for all these um, trash men out there. Not saying all men are trash, but these <laughs> trash men are like Lawrence, calling out you specifically, because I feel like a lot of people, see again, not just targeting men, people in general, when they have a tendency to not really uh, process their emotions, um, they don't know how to how to start the the healing Mm-hmm. You know, so hopefully on this show, if Lawrence does do the healing thing, they get a, um, I don't know, kind of like a set of instructions, like a model um, that they can follow. So they don't have to, you know, block their exes and never speak to them again in order to heal because, you know. That's um, not a, that's not really a protective. <laughs> I mean, that's like burying a problem. And there's, if they're still, if they're still life to the issue burying it is just preparing it to grow again even bigger you know so i said it better myself (laughs) so you gotta just go ahead and deal with the issue don't put it underground because it's just gonna come up later Um, again and again and again right deal with the issue either nurture it you know repurpose it or completely kill it make sure it's dead Right, you can block them later, but oh my god, be sure to have the conversation first. Like. I guess. I mean, 
I understand. I mean, I understand the blocking and stuff like that. I feel like if you really must get a person out of your sight, just mute them. Like there is so many different things that you could do on social media to make sure that you don't see this person on the daily. Um, but I think if I'm a personal believer that if somebody can get an emotional rise out of you, they still have you. Like there's still something there. If I see you and I start feeling some type of way, that means that I haven't fully dealt with whatever it is that I have against you or with you. So, I don't know. Taking vengeful actions like blocking people, I feel like that's just showing that you're too emotionally invested still. You got to deal with that. Well, let me see how I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say. So, yes, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I think that sometimes it comes to a point where you kind of have to draw a line for your own safety, security, and sanity. Mm -hmm. And while muting will get the job done, I feel like if I'm muting you, I might as well block you. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, <laughs> it doesn't have to be like a, oh, blocked, but it's just like, you know what, I'm done playing this game. Take the controller out the GameCube. Like, it's yeah. over with. And for, I, don't, I haven't really blocked that many people in my life, to be honest. Um, but for the few that I have, it's just like, my emotions towards you are 100% gone. I do not need you present. Like, I don't That's, need to be reminded that you exist. <laughs> no, like seriously, I don't need reminders if you exist. If you come back and come up again, I'm just gonna block you again. Like, oh my god, you know. And I don't feel a ways about it. It's just like, <sighs> no, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm saying, but because the people that I need to block, those type of people that will pester me. And do everything that they can to get under my skin. So I need to remove that ability from their hands entirely. Okay. I feel that. I feel that. I mean, yes, it's a personal choice. And it's something that you have to know about yourself in terms of what it'll take for you to be okay in a situation. Um, But I'm just more so looking at it uh, as a blanket type of thing and what it represents, you know. But in a situation like that. Like, I think that that is the best thing. And and only, I mean, it's a case-by-case. Only you know. Yeah, like, it's a case-by-case kind of, you know, scenario where you know what's gonna, what it's going to take for you to be okay, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. yeah. But there's another... But go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. So, there was another um, scenario or another thing that was touched upon and insecure when they were talking about um, kind of the the irritation of building somebody up in a relationship or you know you know riding for them and in uh, their lower low points and then somebody else reaping the benefits after they break up. So what do you think about that? Um, I'm trying to collect my thoughts. About that, because uh, I have so many conflicting emotions, um, I think the first thing I feel primarily is that people are allowed to grow after your season with them is done. And if it's all love, then you should be happy mm-hmm. to see that growth, you know? That's first and foremost. Uh, secondly, 
definitely think that you're still allowed to have a little bit of remorse, almost, um, especially if you really did love that person. It's like, wow, why, why couldn't that have been me? Um, I think the two can exist at the same time. So I definitely am in the boat that, like, Issa, Issa does have a right to feel kind of, like, a way about it. Because, I mean, they did it for, like, five years. I'm sure she's had images of, like, what they could have been and things like that. And seeing it, like, in fruition, like, how do you not, Yeah, you know, cry for what could have been? Um, I think that's totally human. I don't know. Yeah, I see that. I mean, uh, I again, I think it is a case by case situation. I think in that particular situation, I would, I would, I would relate to Issa in terms of feeling like, dang, I kind of was a ride or die in this situation. Like I dealt with it for as long as I could, and then the only thing that I wanted from you, like you did on your own, once we we cut ties. You know what I mean? And I think that if it was a situation like that where it's like everything is perfect except you are acting like a bum (laughs) and you're not using your degree, you're not getting off the couch, you're not taking initiative when you know that you can do it, you know? Uh And then that was the the missing link. And then all of a sudden, you know, you rise to the occasion after the fact. Um, I think that that's what's... That just hurts, G. Like, like, dang, like, what was it about me that, I don't know. I also saw another perspective where it was, like, maybe Issa cheating was that spark plug that he needed, Lawrence mm. needed to realize that, you know, he shouldn't take things for granted. Mm. And while I think that's true and all fine and dandy, like, again, I'm on Issa's side. Like, I'm not trying to be nobody's spark plug. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't think he even took the uh, the position of I took her for granted and I pushed her away. I don't think that he's had that conversation within himself or outwardly yet. I think that his whole reaction and I think how he feels at this moment in the season, at least, is um, she did me wrong and that's it. <laughs> like, and I'm hurt. Which and- is so many men's position. And I'm like, okay, like, yes, Issa cheated. Like, I, I get that. But we need to acknowledge. <laughs> yeah. What led up to it. We're not being fulfilled. Like, point, point, period. I think what people need to realize is that they should have broken up or had a conversation long before the, like, bumminess quota was fulfilled long before (laughs) like Issa felt like she was unhappy they should have broken up then but because they didn't like this is what's causing all the issue um I think it's funny though because Issa's basically out of a job and now Laura's about to lose a job and here they are coming back to each other and (laughs) (laughs) in a different time a different space but it's interesting it's interesting. I don't know if they have done the necessary growing to even have a mature conversation about all their feelings. I don't know that. Yeah. But maybe but they have... Cer- Sorry, go ahead. I said I for certain want to see it play out because I'm messy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it'll be very interesting to see how they write it um, and how they kind of develop the story because it could be... It could go a, a whole lot of different ways. But I think, like... It could either be 
they maybe the new versions of who they are like are not compatible maybe when he did his little 360 glow up and he maybe he evolved into a different person um and the same can go for Issa like maybe she has a different mindset and maybe the two of them don't don't click or relate to each other anymore on that type of level or it could be a situation where they come back together they are different people but because of their differences and because of the things that they've gone through and their time apart they could help each other to be their best selves again and be the best in that relationship girl I don't know all I know is their chemistry is still there definitely condola felt it she saw it we saw it we all see it (laughs) (laughs) so um as far as like maybe they don't match anymore, I feel like that's not a conversation because they. I mean, at least on like a a carnal level, mm. they do. I fully believe on Sunday I'm gonna turn on my little HBO and see them in bed together, and I'm going. Oh to my holler. god! I'm going to holler. I'm gonna walk out. I'm, I'll be here for it. Like I don't know. I feel back, like. I feel like that would be so dramatic, but, I mean, I can't put it past them at this point. I would be living. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want to see them back together, huh? Um, yes. And I don't know why. I probably should investigate why. Um, I want them to try again because I feel like their relationship did not get its due end. It's that... Yeah. Makes sense. You know, and I don't want them to work necessarily work out. I just want them to finish their book. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way of putting it. I, I definitely agree. I had the same thought. Because I felt like it was such a jarring situation and such an abrupt ending. And there was no conversation. There was no thinking through it together or anything like that. Kind of evaluating everything that came with it. Uh, and it was just the end. It was just like, okay, well, this is what it is, and this is how we're going to um, deal with it, and then that's it. And it was really, that decision was just one person's decision. Exactly. So, we're not going to say whose decision it was, but yeah, we all know. Yeah. Uh, but I think so, too. I think I just really want to, to see them just at least have a conversation, because that hasn't happened over the past, what, two seasons that they've been not together? Um so it's interesting, but I think, I don't know. So do you think that, you know, getting back together with an ex is ever an option? Like to actually Sorry, try to work like, it as out. You, as you asked that question, I was like swallowing some water and I had like a little choke moment. Um, <laughs> do I think you could ever get back with an ex? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's such an individual case-by-case basis and so much, like, internal work and personal forgiveness and and so much counseling, probably, and therapy has to be done. Um, I think a lot of people have the position, if you break, the, of, if, if you break up with someone, that means the relationship failed and you're incompatible. And I don't agree with that. I'm definitely of the position that, like, People can still be, like, good for each other or match up well, but, like, necessarily, like, the timing wasn't right or choices people made were, or the way people handled conflict was immature. Like, I think 
sorry. Like, I think people can teach you more than one lesson in more than one way. I think that's how I'm going to say that. Mm. And if that means getting back together for any amount of time, then so be it. And if that means never talking to one another again, then also so be it. Like, God, now I'm, like, in a religious (laughs) space. But, like, um, if there's a lesson you need to learn about yourself or how you relate with others, it's going to keep on being taught to you, either in the form of that same person or new people who mirror or reflect that same challenge. So... Say that another time for the people in the back because <laughs> that is so true. Uh, because I've, I've always heard um, like life lessons are not like normal, you know, test question school lessons. Like you keep going through that a million times until you get it. And it's just never an ending. You're never going to get to the next level unless you really understand what you needed to grasp from that situation. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So in the situation of Issa and Lawrence, like, um, I think they still have lessons to learn from each other. And I'll say it again, like, I'm team Issa. Like, I'm not team Lawrence and Issa. Like, I'm team Issa. And I feel like (sighs) she can still grow in ways that, er, she can still grow in ways that the people that she's been with since Lawrence have not opened up to her in the same way Lawrence can provide for her. So until she comes across a guy that <laughs> can challenge her in the same way, in a positive way like that, I'm <laughs> I would be like, mm, okay, well, where's Lawrence? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Because she needs to learn. And she, she's not letting less she needs to learn from anyone else. Yeah. I, I definitely, I agree with that especially since they have so much history together and they know each other really well. It's not like you're starting from day one because um, these other people, you have to go through so much to get to that level of like actually being helpful. You know what I mean? Like you're taking all the preliminary things when you first get to know somebody. Um, And it's just like, it's like orientation at a job. Like the first, Uh the first few weeks, the first month basically is you just getting acclimated to the idea of the job, you know? And then it's like, then you really start to get into it and then you figure out like, wow, I hate this. And then then you move on and there's so much to go through before, you know, you can actually get to the substance of a relationship. And that's for like any relationship. Um, So I think I agree with that. They would be able to do more and maybe not less time, but do more efficiently um, if they got back together. But then again, it's a case-by-case scenario. It's a case-by-case, yeah. And I want to make a point to say, like, time isn't necessarily something that's on a calendar. It could also just be a collection of moments. Because I don't want to be encouraging people to, like, try again with that ex that you were with for eight years. Like, Mm. no. (laughs) Not just because you guys were together for eight years. It has to have been, at least to me, like, did you learn what you needed to learn from this person about yourself? Yes right. or no. And if the answer is still no, then you got some work to do. Does it mean you need to reach out to them? No. But perhaps it does. And only you can tell that to yourself. I'll give a personal anecdote. Like, legitimately, I was with somebody for a really long time. Like, dang. I'm almost cursed. Um, <laughs> essentially, all of undergrad. And, like, 
it took a really long time for me to learn the lesson that I needed to learn from him. But once I did, I was like, good. I am good off you. <laughs> like, it was just such a moment of clarity. And it feels very freeing. And I want to encourage everyone, man, woman, gay, straight, bi, whatever, that that experience feels very good. Like, it's crazy. And yes, there was a lot of pain to get to that point, And maybe I didn't need to go through it all. But, like, that awakening... Do not stop yourself from getting it, cause I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm living my best life, like legitimately now, and I feel so freed, and that is such a beautiful feeling that I feel like a lot of people nowadays, because they're afraid of that pain or that struggle or whatever, um, they might pre like prematurely block or whatever, um, and they miss out on that. Yeah, and let's be clear, like. You, there is kind of a, a quiz or a test that you have to go through mentally to figure out if revisiting a situation is worth revisiting or it's something that you're supposed to revisit. Like, what was the reason why you all stopped talking or you all broke up? And, you know, was it something that was kind of superficial or was it something that was deep, like relating to your values or relating to where you all were going in your lives at the time? Was it like a right person, wrong place, wrong time type of situation? Like there's so much that you have to go through to really understand like whether or not it's something that's worth revisiting. And then also, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I'm of the mind that you have to be in someone's space, like, intimately in a relationship to be able to learn the lesson too because I think it's all about like reflection on Mm -hmm. what happened and I've had this conversation with numerous people numerous groups about the idea of closure and like closure is is not real um closure is really like well close okay let me clarify closure in the sense of like I have to go to this person and have a sit-down conversation. We have to have a heart-to-heart and be transparent and blah, 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 and that's closure. And sometimes it can look like that, but really, closure is an internal monologue. Huh? A lot of times it don't look like that sit-down conversation, truly. Right, and it's not supposed to be. I think even if it is that sit-down conversation, the second part has to happen whether you sit down or not. And the second part is really like, mulling over the scenario in your mind and like breaking it down and then trying to see like what was I supposed to get out of that situation Mm -hmm. and being at peace with whatever it is that you got out of it you know what I mean and figuring out where what you were supposed to get from it so closure is definitely like an internal thing and sometimes you know it kind of makes it better or easier it makes it feels good if you have like a good sit down moment with people that you have once had a lot of feelings for cared for deeply and you were able to come to like a clean break or a clean ending but um sometimes that's that's not not it yeah it's not possible and sometimes it's not always it so yeah see how how we loop back around to like closure i i stand first of all um i mean i would also say that like legitimately i'm still trying to figure it out and there's like a lot of um not so healthy habits i've picked up 
um, in my journey. But I think the biggest thing that I've developed over time is just awareness of mm. of what I need to fix. Um, still working on the willingness to fix it. Still working on that. Yeah, that's um, the first step. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, step zero, that awareness, on lock. Like, I could tell you up and down what my issues are. Oh, my God. And, but that's something I didn't have before. That's like. Good. You know, I think I thought I was, like, perfect or whatever. <laughs> I, I, took a, I took a quiz um, on Insecure. I was like, what character are you most like? And um, Which one you get, girl? Girl, I got Lawrence. Oh, <laughs> my God. How you not team Lawrence and you are Lawrence? Because I can't stand him. He reminds me so much of myself. Like that. See, that's a whole different conversation right there. I can't stand him. I'm like, ooh, I would do that. Like, oh. Uh, because those hurt me so deeply because I have literally have I have had that kitchen conversation where yeah. I invited places. Oh my god! It was clapped, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like it hurt me. Oh my god! But it just goes back to entitlement and thinking that I um I was like, "How dare you not want to wife me?" You know? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You know, but people have their reasons. Yeah, and just accepting that. You know, accepting people's truths and being okay with your own. That, you said you say that so nicely. <laughs> but I think, I don't know. It's crazy. But, you know, just to, like, tie it all up, you know, the conclusion in my mind is that really everything that you go through and, like, every scenario is really about you. Like, you have mm. to zone in on on your role in it because that's the only role that you can control and the only role that you're accountable for at the end of the day. Like, I know growing up, my mom would get on my nerves constantly for multiple things. But one of the things that she would always do, like, if I came to her with a situation, like, people are irritating me, whatever, like, whatever the, the scenario was. She would just always, like, turn it back around to me. And I'm like, why are you making me address me in this situation? Like, they did this. They did that. But it's like, you're, but the only thing that you're accountable for, the only thing that you need to focus on is what did you do to contribute to the situation? Even if it wasn't your fault or even if it wasn't something that you initiated, it's like you're only responsible for your reaction, and how you feel and how you take in that scenario and um, turn it around in future scenarios. So everything is really about you. You got to just evaluate, you know, what it, it's going to take for you to be okay and be accountable for how you feel and just own your truth and be okay with somebody else's because they're responsible for, for their journey and how they treated you. If it was a negative thing and, you know, you're responsible for healing your own hurt so that you can be okay and move forward so you know i agree with this conclusion but perhaps it's because what's going on with my me and my own friends personally i will say that that's only true the only time that that's not true is in situations of domestic abuse violence sexual assault that is in no way oh of course (laughs) you know what i'm saying okay that yeah that's definitely a caveat uh there's a caveat there um I mean, in situations of manipulation and, you know, diabolical things. That's, you dealing with a narcissist, like, you know. Yeah, that's, that's holistically. <laughs> that's, different. that's different. Don't blame your 
that's a loophole that's a loophole so thank you for bringing <laughs> clarity to that situation because that's not what i was addressing um but in normal was the RA in me. I was like, da, 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 da. <laughs> right so thank you i appreciate that that input yes i agree Self-love, self-growth, you'll be good. Trust and believe. As long as you have an affirmation, you will. My dog barking. I think he said it's time to go. I agree. <laughs> I hear you, bro.